0: citizens of Earth! I am Tanner Oki of Asgard!
1: Hi,
2: I'm Tanner Richard Kraft. Hi, I'm Austin Zwiebelman. I'm Max Aria, King of Hammers, but you can call me Joseph Rennick. Rennkeversy.
0: And I am burdened with glorious purpose, and that glorious
3: purpose is... Mister, I don't have a camera right now! Joe Bovinglow, hello! Yay! We finally
0: got Bovinglow on a podcast. Vrennic Bovinglow, Vrennic Bovinglow, Renick Bovinglow. That is right. We have two people in the bomb squad named Joe. Originally, Vrennic wasn't going to be on this one, but he said, you know, what would be funny if I made Tanner's life harder by having two <laughs> Joes on the same podcast. I'm kidding, Joe. I love you. It's my life's goal to make yours
2: more miserable.
0: Mission accomplished. And today we're talking about episodes one, two, three of Loki season one. Uh, I'm pretty excited to talk about this one. I'm glad Bovinglow decided to join us and everything. But before we get into the episodes, I just want to have a brief little rundown, or how in-depth you want to go, of what we thought of Loki's journey character arc in the MCU up until this point. Austin, we'll start with you. I was uh, trying to take notes on
4: this, and then I remembered, I I don't remember Thor 1 or Thor the Dark World. It's just <laughs> vacant in my memory. I think what sets Loki apart from the other characters of the MCU is he's like the one villain with a big, serious arc. Because Thanos, who's you think about when you think of sympathy for the devil in the MCU, you know, a villain who is more than meets the eye. And uh, really, Thanos only had a one-movie arc. Cool Thanos was only around in Infinity War and got fucking quickly beheaded at the beginning of the next movie. Loki is the real guy when it comes to complexity, and evil. Like they've really milked Loki's character moments. All of his deaths from, you know, plunging into the abyss in the first movie to getting, I think, stabbed in the second movie. Both of his parents died, and both of those scenes and, and character developments were cool. I think they've really maximized uh, their usage of this particular dude in the MCU. Also, from a personal standpoint, at this point in my life, I have had serious relationships with two people who are obsessed with this guy. And I am like the Loki stand in. I am like apparently who you date when you don't get to fuck Tom Hiddleston, but you desperately want to. I don't know if the rest of you are aware of Tumblr.com, but they are nuts over this specific dude played by this actor. Loki has a ravenous fan base of fuck people of all genders who just want to jump his bones so much worse than anyone else in the entire MCU. I don't know what it is about this guy, but people on Tumblr want to fuck the shit out of him. And uh, yeah, I I think the writers so far have done a really good job and I'm happy he finally gets his own show because damn knows he deserves it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right, Renick, we'll move on to
2: you. Okay, uh, so this is kind of my relationship with the character of Loki and just kind of what I overall thought of him. Lo- Loki's kind of just one of those characters who it's like you love to hate, but you also hate to love. That's how I would describe him because, yeah, no, this guy has gone through an insane fucking character arc throughout. How many fucking movies are in the MCU,
0: Tanner? Twenty four, something like that.
2: Twenty four movies in the MCU. And let's kind of take a quick run through of his uh, little thing here. It's like he starts off as a lovable villain and he's a really good villain. In fact, for a very long time, up until Infinity War, he was like the poster boy for best Marvel villains. And then later on becomes an anti-hero and actually kind of grows as a character becomes a hero. He dies a hero in infinity war for God's sake. It's very hard to describe because it's like, you look at this character arc it's fascinating. And I think what also really helps you to really like that character is just Tom Hiddleston. Like he's charismatic, he's conniving, he's very charming. There's a lot to love about Loki, and it's like you kind of understand why people are fascinated by this character. Maybe not on certain levels, like Austin was kind of mentioning, but
0: you get it. All right, Rain. Uh, same question to you, as yeah. uh, Tom Hiddleston's brother-in-law. What do you think <laughs> of uh, Loki so far in the MCU?
1: Well, I got I, it's a mildly hot take, like a uh, being the microwave just a little bit too long take. I feel, I don't know, I think it's a little overrated. I'm like, how do I put it? I feel like as a like as a foil, as an antagonist, I feel like he works well enough um, in everything he's been in. And Tom Hiddleston has a good performance. Just for whatever reason, it's just um, not until like Ragnarok in Avengers and Thor, in the first two Thor movies, he never really grabbed me all that much. He did his job well, but um, there's just something there missing for me. It wasn't really, um, I guess if you compare it to um, a lot of the other villains in the MCU, it's really his strength is really just the fact that he get, he, sh- he shows up so much that he just gets development over time, not really how strong he is as an individual, like a standalone sort of deal. It's not really until Ragnarok, especially um, while we're here today to talk about that, I feel like that that buildup of character really uh, adds up to something really worthwhile, at least for me personally. Maybe that, maybe that was there for, for all of you guys, for everyone, and I'm just the crazy one who didn't know it until the Rainbow Thor movie.
0: All right, Mr. Uh, Joe Bovinglow, how do you feel about Loki's journey through the MCU so far?
3: Loki, like, is a great villain. Like, like, uh, I think it was Joe V that said it, like, you love to hate him, hate to love him kind of deal. But it's like, I think that's because, like, he's a villain, obviously. Like, you want to hate him because you want to root for the protagonist. Like, there's something about, like, the way Tom Hiddleston plays the character, how Loki is written, that you just, he's... Like uh, Rain said, he's charismatic. I think it was Rain that said it. Like there's something, it's the way he carries himself. You never know whether or not you can trust him. Like you want to so bad because like Thor wants to trust him. You want to side with Thor. You want to trust Thor's brother. And there's just something, he draws you in and makes you believe, or at least you want to. And sometimes you can, sometimes you can. There's just a way that he carries the character that's always consistent. Another reason people love him is because of the uh, the comedy aspect. You know, like the puny God scene with, with Hulk. Yes. Like, you can't not love that. There's just so many mo- little moments kind of like that throughout all the movies that he's in that you just, you can't not like him. And I think we're only getting more of that with his new series. Well stated, Joe. No, it wasn't. Joe I love you both (laughs) I
0: I think my opinion is somewhere between Vrenix and Reigns Uh, The first Thor movie I thought Loki was probably He was a fine enough villain I mean as far as phase 1 MCU villains go He was probably the best one Uh, Only because What's his competition Obadiah Stain (laughs) The Abomination (laughs) Shang-Chi only in theaters September whatever Um, (laughs) Who the fuck is the villain Red Skull like
4: We were so young
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not a ton of competition But I think he's, he's fine enough I thought he's a much better villain in the first Avengers movie When Edelson's kind of like allowed to just be more hammy about it And he's you know I'm burdened with glorious purpose sort of thing uh, I still think that's my favorite version of Loki I thought in terms of Thor the Dark World though That's when the character stepped up for me Only because if Loki wasn't in Thor the Dark World That movie would be shit that movie would fucking suck. It would be terrible, god-awful, be unredeemably bad. Loki carries that movie on his goddamn back like a fucking champ and is the only character with any kind of interesting stuff going on in it. That carries through into Ragnarok and then finally into Infinity War where he bites the bullet. Honestly, I think part—I I think Austin was tapping into what I, honest to God, think is the most accurate reason why Loki's so popular. It's because he's hot. Tom Hiddleston's very hot, very attractive man. So I think that's definitely a big part of the reason why he's so popular. Now, that's not to say Tom Hiddleston isn't talented. He is incredibly talented and he plays Loki very well. That sort of like charismatic, Bovinglow was getting into it, how you kind of want to love him, but you know you can't. I think that's actually a very good way of describing his character. But because what Wayne said with the fact that he gets so much fawning as a villain because he's had the most chances... I think it's pretty accurate. Loki was kind of like the only thing they really got right about those first two Thor movies. Um, Yeah. yeah, Loki's a great character. He's a great antagonistic force. And it's very interesting seeing him get his own series, even if it's a very different Loki from the one we uh, last saw in a roundabout way. This will transition to our next question, though. These first three episodes of Loki, this Time-hopping, interdimensional, traveling, Kang the Conqueror, maybe thing, interdimensional, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, Doctor Who bullshit. Uh, What do you guys think of the first three episodes of Loki so far? And as a brief aside, what episode do you think might be your favorite so far? Vrenic, you go. So
2: here's me. The guy that started off really liking those first three episodes of WandaVision and then kind of petered out towards the end. The guy that was not on the Winter Soldier podcast because at the time he felt meh, but has started to grow on it. Here I am, a new show has started, watched the first three episodes of it. And I got to say, the show has won me over the hardest out of what we've gotten out of these MCU films. Because, God, I don't know. Um it's kind of strange because it it starts off as one show and then by a certain episode it just completely becomes another because it it, it starts off oh it's a buddy cop kind of thing but in time space whatever the fuck this thing is and you think oh it's just going to be a buddy cop thing with owen wilson and loki and loki's going to go through some insane character arc where he becomes kind of a anti-hero like he was in the mcu again and then episode three rolls around and then changes course completely. And now it's an on the run from the law episode. I don't know where this show is going, but I kind of like the fact that I don't know where it's going. If that makes sense. Cause yeah, I I, I guess it's, The fact that I don't know where it's going just, like, keeps me in anticipation of what's going to happen next. My favorite episode is probably the first episode because it reminded me of Terry Gilliam's Brazil. And uh, as, like, as far as some of, like, the performances go, um, Tom Hiddleston, I mean, I think he's, like, top tier in this. Well, I think this is probably the best he's played the character so far, just in terms of, like, the MCU. Um, he, He certainly had, like, the most range he's had in the MCU because, I mean, it is his show. He has so much room to work in. This is like a giant freaking sandbox for him. And then you you add the Owen Wilson pairing in at the beginning and they have like really good chemistry. And and you kind of want to see the show just be about them because they're they're a really good comedic duo and they like bounce off one another really well. And I was looking ahead at some of the questions, so I'll I'll save kind of my points for another character that he interacts with for later on. But yeah, overall, I'm actually kind of excited about this.
0: Vrenic, it's okay. You can tell me how horny you are for Miss Minutes right now. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I know it, those it, clock it, hands do something it, for you. Look, if there's one thing in this world that I find
2: the sexiest, <laughs> it's clocks.
0: <laughs> Doc, Doc Brown, Back to the Future. Hey! Hey, <laughs> uh, Rain, Rain. Uh, what do you think of these? Uh, you also seem to be on the same page as Rannick, at least from what I could gather from you. Uh, what do you think of these first three
1: episodes? Yeah, no, I'm a huge fan. Um, honestly, I gotta say I did enjoy WanderVision a lot. Um, I'm sure I'll enjoy Winter Soldier. I just you need know, to get around to watching it. it Seems like a more interesting show. Just to, like to hear read people's takes on them than actually. Get the time to watch, but that's either <laughs> that's either here, neither here, no that nor there. It's Loki time, and I gotta say, yeah, this. Um, I guess the first thing to come to mind is something that I really appreciate. So I have genuinely almost no clue where this is going to be going. I have a, an idea. I've heard a lot of other people say this. Uh, at least a couple other people say this for like a potential theory for um, how this series is going, to, is going to end. But other than that, like how the journey is going to get, how they're going to get to that endpoint. I have no clue. Even with WandaVision, I had, like, a general idea with uh, where it was going, like, uh, what was going to happen, uh, even from the early episodes. But here, I'm just completely no clue. I guess something that really needs to be mentioned is this is, like, by far, in my opinion, like, by a wide margin, the best-looking uh, MCU thing ever made. The amount of, like, practical sets and just, like, the amount of texture that, that they're able to put into the scene is just amazing. And, I don't know, like, just so much of the other... Of the other MC things, which I do like, like almost all of them. I gotta say though, it's just so like un- uninspired from a technical standpoint, and artistic and production design standpoint. Uh, this though is just breathtaking. The, and also just the, um, with the production and design and um, just the, I also, I'm just a sucker for that like seventies um, aesthetic they have going on with everything. It's just great. Yeah. And it's just like, it keeps, uh, the show keeps changing with like, which I think is really impressive how it, it looks like it was going to be a um, buddy cop show with Owen Wilson uh, traveling to like different timelines. And now it's um, Loki and other Loki uh, on the planet of Loki with their sidekick, Loki,
0: <laughs> Loki, Loki and Loki Mondays on ABC. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, if I, I'm trying to think. And then, yeah, I um, I was actually worried that uh, something I was a worry I had coming in, really the only worry I had coming in, because I expected I would like this. Series was that because they were going to be having a variant Loki, not the real Loki. That this was just gonna that this was just gonna feel like a uh, band aid. Like, oh, his death didn't mean anything. It's just we're bringing him back. But I feel like um, part of me almost feels like I should be more upset as at it than I am. But I guess the fact that they were able to incorporate like him not being I don't know just like the constant fact that they're always like upbilling uh, him, uh, perhaps for being a variant and stuff like that. That's able to like at least as for now. um Make me not mind that they did kind of just undo his death because it does I know, he, they're they're constantly treating him like he's he's a mistake almost. even more so than real Loki was told he was a mistake, I suppose. oh uh, you 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 my favorite episode uh, my favorite episode is the second one, and I'm sure there's like fifty other things I can say, but I think I'll end it there.
0: All right, uh, Mr. Joe Well, what do you think of the first three episodes of Loki overall? and oh. what's your favorite episode so far?
3: I would say probably my first or my first, uh, the my favorite episode is the first episode because I love like the world building. I love the, I just love first episodes of things because it like it introduces so much and you see so much. It like really like the purpose of a first episode is to show you what it's capable of, what you're going to be seeing. And like I always love just that sudden rush of, whoa, this is where we're at. This is fucking cool. And it's like that, uh, the scene where, uh, loki sees or the dude tells loki that the infinity stones there are as good as paperweights yes. his face pretty much like encapsulated the entire feeling of wow all right <laughs> and i know that's gonna be a, more of a topic that we cover later so i won't get too much more into that but you yeah, like that first episode was wild and then just uh joe v and rain were saying how unpredictable this show is like that's perfect because of how Loki's character is. Like, he's just a really unpredictable person. And if this show isn't unpredictable, then what's the point?
0: Yeah, no, I agree completely. Austin, uh, since uh, maybe I hope you're like taking notes. Sonny's my favorite character in Loki. Wait, what? No. Um, Austin, what do you think of the first three episodes of Loki so far? What's your favorite episode?
4: Uh, I've, I've noticed since the show started that it's continuing the trend from Falcon and the Winter Soldier being based. So in the first episode, you have the spoiled kid who gets fucking lasered out of existence <laughs> with a baton. Uh, he's like, my dad works at this big company, you know. Rich spoiled kid gets destroyed. In the second episode, you have Roxcart sponsoring a whole town, as you know, it's trying to happen in America. we like, I think in Las Vegas they're trying to make corporate towns yep. where the corporations make the laws. And then I think it in the third episode, passed,
1: actually, sorry, fuck, just to uh, deflate, yeah. I think our law just kind of passed to allow that. I could, I could have
0: read it right. Rain's leaving the call.
4: <laughs> oh, no, the news. I can't go on. Vibe ruined. And then in the third episode, you have the snow piercer train with the woman shouting how they're only giving tickets to the wealthy. This show is based Marxism in the MCU. I knew they'd do it. <laughs> if WandaVision is about like the extreme dynamics of trauma in an unjust society and Falcon and the Winter Soldier is sort of about like the fallout of imperialism uh, this show for me it seems to like my harebrained theory is this is somehow about religion right so they, the little girl points to the devil when asked who did this you know the, the variant Loki did this what is it they get called devils in episode 3 there's an arc In episode three, like the Bible and the big thing I see people not mentioning, because I guess this might be offensive, is that the TVA acts like a religion. They have this sort of like heaven thing that they're working for. And there's an amount of the organization not questioning internally how the organization works. It has invisible figureheads. And that is weird because I, knowing Disney, they're going to like spin away from this. But there's an odd amount of like religious seeming subtext in it so far. And that's sort of like the most interesting thing that popped into my mind analyzing this so far. Otherwise, it's my favorite MC Show. The banter between Loki and Wilson gives me what I wanted out of Falcon and the Winter Soldier as far as banter goes. It's just as interesting as WandaVision, but even more so because in WandaVision, like Rain said, you knew it was about what made the Westview bubble. Here, I don't know where the fuck it's going. They got a guy who wrote for Rick and Morty. I, you never, you don't fucking know where this is going. And so that makes it more fun. Uh, so far, I've enjoyed episode two the most because I got a little pissed during episode three watching them bucking sit around. On this planet, that wasn't where I thought it was going that week. So, episode two has got to be my, my my favorite so far, mostly because of how it all led up to the reveal at the end of the episode, and the entire scene inside
0: Roxcart was really cool. I guess it's time for me to uh, go against the grain here, um, but first off, what do I think of the first three episodes so far? I think it's really, really good. I think it's easily the strongest start. To any of these MCU shows so far uh, I want to go as far to say it's my favorite Because I don't think it's quite reached the highs That Falcon and the Winter Soldier did for me It hasn't quite hit those highs yet Because I haven't really The closest this show has gotten to me emotionally Was Loki basically seeing his future play out And see that he was loved by his family I thought that was a pretty good emotional moment, especially if you consider the context it's before Thor, the dark world. So he's really, this is when he's kind of at its lowest emotionally. So I thought that was a good moment. Otherwise I don't think the show's quite reached those highs. I love the banter between Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson. I think it's a great little dynamic buddy cop thing they got going on there. That's a ton of fun. I uh, will get more into her later, but lady Loki. Perfect. I love yesterday. See it. I got it on Blu-ray. Um, (laughs) True story, when Lady Loki came on screen, I dead-ass said, is that the girl that says, it's not Coldplay, it's no Fix You from yesterday? And I was right. Um... But overall, I think it's really fun. It's a really interesting show. I love the aesthetic of it. I think using a lot of practical sets was a good call. I think it really adds a lot of depth and dynamic, interesting stuff to the image, uh, which makes it really weird that my favorite episode was episode three. So I love Loki and Lady Loki, and I love their dynamic that they have going. I think it's really fun. It's interesting. It's basically watching like it reminds me of the conversations I have myself in the mirror in the morning where I'm just really pissed off at myself for something. It just gave me that vibe. I- Like two really pissed off cousins, you know, and I just think it's really fun, really interesting, really interesting dynamic so far. Episode three is by far my favorite episode of the show, and it's really because of Lady Loki. I think she's a really cool, interesting character. We'll get into that more. But before we do that, I think there's a thing we have to address here. This loomingness. The big looming presence in this show has been the TVA so far, right? Bovinglow brought it up, how that moment with the Infinity Stones and how they're just paperweights immediately make you feel the scale of their power and how much they actually control. When the first episode of Loki came out uh, on Letterbox, there was a lot of five-star reviews already, which was I thought was dumb.
1: Who gives five-star reviews to everything?
0: <laughs> Fuck you. I wait for the show to finish. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> um, but there was a lot. I would. You know what? I saw more than five-star reviews because most of the stars. We're like between three and four. I saw more half star reviews calling this the worst thing in the MCU that has ruined the MCU for them forever and has basically made it a a garbage piece of trash fire and that they never care about the MCU again and everything didn't matter. Because apparently since this quote unquote TVA has existed, the fuddling messing around in the quote unquote sacred timeline and things had to go a certain way or else to get pruned, nothing in the MCU ever mattered. Is what these people think So I I, I just want to get your guys' thoughts Because uh, I don't know if this has even come up Is if this isn't a thought In your guys' brains yet But I guess what do you think of the TVA Do you think it quote unquote Ruins the MCU I imagine you'll all say no But I'll start with you Vrenic
1: What if we all say yes
0: I You're was just crazy. about yeah, to say,
2: uh, Tanner, so I got a surprise answer for you. My answer is yes. They fuck up the MCU. I was kidding earlier when I said, oh, yeah, I really like this show. <laughs> it was all ploy. Anyway, I give this half a star on Letterboxd, unsubscribed.
1: Um, Tanner, I have a bucket with all the times <laughs> I threw up because I had to watch this show just for you. This, <laughs> this stupid podcast. And I'm going to dump it on your face when we're done recording. <laughs>
0: Joke's on you. I'm into that shit. So, uh, to actually
2: answer this question seriously, uh, no, I I don't think that the TVA ruins the MCU. I think the people complaining about this are a bunch of fucking babies. Uh, Because here's the thing. Everyone that I've seen on like Twitter, Letterboxd, Reddit, Facebook, whatever, they all want a goddamn multiverse in the MCU. And you want to know how you get a multiverse... You get it through the TVA. That, that's their fucking job. You need Loki to come in and fuck that shit up. So if you want an MCU, fuck you about, I don't know, fuck you. That's all I can say. The the, the show is a big fuck you. You're getting that uh, multiverse one way or another. But yeah, no, the TVA are kind of cool. I kind of like how that they are presented in this. It's like they present it in a way that you can like kind of understand it without getting... Even though I want them to get super comic booky, it's it's not that comic booky, but it, it, it's still weird in like a comic book kind of way. It, like it, it's easier to digest, is uh, how I would put it. But yeah, no, they they're a cool concept. I like that their office building at points looks like. Uh, we were talking about the visuals earlier. Uh, one of you was, yeah, Rain was talking about it. I like how a lot of the sets look like uh, Jack Kirby drawings. Like, this is probably the closest any of the sets in any of these MCU things have come even close to looking like Jack Kirby drawings. But yeah, that that's just kind of my thoughts on the TVA. They're cool. And uh, you want your multiverse. This is how you get your multiverse. Fuck you for complaining.
0: Ryan, I think I remember talking to you about it in private DMs. Uh, on uh, yes. uh, Pornhub.com, and by that I mean Facebook.com. <laughs> I was talking to you about this. I think you, if I remember correctly, you think uh, you're on the same page with Renick, which the complaints are dumb. But what do you think of it, and what do you think of the TVA so far?
1: Uh, well, I guess from a uh, like a story perspective, like any potential criticism, I mean, it's too it's too early to tell, like definitively if if it was a bad idea or not to use them as a frame device, um, for lack of a better term, but. So I guess people are having a problem with it right now. Like, all stories are just made up. They're just people just making stuff up. It doesn't, Thank you. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Um, and like, the, the, their existence didn't make... It's, it doesn't make it any less make it made up, less make-believe. Uh, with that out of the way, I really like uh, what Joe was saying about how... Like, I have a really good balance between just like very like weird really weird obscure comic booky stuff and by obscure I guess I mean like stuff he wants the last thing he aspects of comic book uh stories you'd expect them to really adapt for a big temple uh franchise series but at the same time while being uh very um managing to make it very accessible and then on what austin was saying I do I didn't even consider that um how they could be like seen as a religious act where I'm really um now I'm gonna be really interested to see the these like last Four, or the last three episodes see like uh where that continues <laughs> as far as what i thought of them i um my brain why aren't you working go no come back come back <laughs> where are you, where are you running away don't don't no don't drive away no Spookman, okay um i i like the amount of mystery they've had so far where um we've been told just enough to understand but there's still like a lot like left over like where are these um timekeepers like what do they look like are they Really just the Secretary Lay? Maybe they're the uh those like weasel guys from the Jack and Dexter games. Maybe that's gonna be the reveal. They're just gonna rip <laughs> off the ending of uh Jack and Dexter three. The, the, they're Rotsuls. Um, that's gonna be the end of that's gonna be the big reveal is they're just gonna do a shot for shot remake of the cutscene.
0: I'd love that. It's gonna be three penises. Boving low. Same question, of course. What do you think of the TVA so far? And do you think they quote unquote ruin the MCU?
3: I don't think they ruined the MCU at all. Because, like, Thank you. people people think, like, this pre faded timeline, like, just makes everything worthless. But we already knew that it's pre faded Like, Dr. Strange said, hey, we only win this fight once in all the possibilities I looked at. So they knew, or he knew, exactly what needed to happen. Like, that stuff, like, we already knew that they were pre-fated to win. So it's That's like, I don't, I don't know what they were... I don't know what they were... What they're mad about. I mean, knew that. Who's mad. There's another thing that my friend Gracie had told me. Like, she's a huge Marvel fan. She knows, like, way more than I do. And, like, she's just huge into it. And she said, like, uh, people were upset that, uh, oh, the Infinity Stones are useless. Why did they fight over them? It's like, the reason... I don't know if you guys know this. I didn't know this. But the reason that...
1: Yeah, they're useless outside their universe, right?
3: Uh, yeah, they're useless outside their timelines. I didn't know that. I didn't know what the reason they were paperweights for. But the fact that they can't be used outside their timelines just explains everything about... Like, the TVA is powerful, obviously. But they're not like... They don't suppress the magic of the stones. It's just the fact they don't work outside their timeline. Ah, uh, smart. That, that's, that's what I got. That's what I got. That's what I got. You, you know, nothing about the TVA overall? I mean, Just like, cool. I don't, I don't have like a, a super theory like Austin, like how it's like based in like a, it's like a religion. Like, I think that's really cool. I think this is a great idea. I wouldn't have thought of that, but I don't ha- necessarily have any like uh, super theories about what the TV is. I try not to think of it too much because I, I love being surprised. I don't want to like think about it too far ahead and like ruin it for myself. Like, I don't, I don't think I would get it right if I tried. But I just like I like to live in the moment of watching it, so I don't really have any That's, theories there.
0: Bovinglow is the most based out of all of us. He is watching media correctly. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead before Austin can uh, spoil my theory of his theory. My theory is that this uh, the TVA is a metaphor for the Iraq War. No, in actuality, um, <laughs> the everything's about the Iraq War. No, um. I uh, mostly think people complaining about, oh, it was all set in stone and it didn't matter. I think people complaining about that is dumb because you know who didn't know it was set in stone? Tony Stark didn't know it was set in stone. Steve Rogers didn't know it was set in stone. Ant-Man didn't know it was set in stone. Those characters didn't fucking know that everything was basically preordained. It doesn't make their choice any less meaningful. It doesn't make it any more impact any less impactful. They didn't fucking know. This is like if someone complained after Endgame came out that Infinity War didn't matter. No, fuck you. Fuck you. You piece of shit, dumb baby brain. Fuck you. Go back to school. Maybe you'll pass kindergarten this time, Billy Madison ass. No, I don't think they ruin the MCU, and I quite frankly think it's dumb to think they do. Otherwise, what do I think of the TVA? I think of the TVA that um uh, dudes rock. Bunch of cool dudes doing cool shit shit rules, like, I fucking love the technology they have, like, when they uh, have that, like, weird projector that projects like Loki's past and future and I'm just and I watched that projector and wow, like, wow they must have like five I hope the rotoscope artist was well paid because god damn <laughs> the rotoscoping to get those shots done must have been insane And then you know you get to see he gets to see his mom die and realize his mom cared about him He get to see his dad die realize his dad cares about him because dad's rock baby we got him anyway um <laughs> I think the TVA is really cool, interesting. I love this retro sci-fi aesthetic they have going for them. I love retro sci-fi aesthetics in general. The only thing I think would make the TVA better is that they still use VHS tape somehow. So anyway, Austin, uh, what do you think of the TVA? Do you think they ruined the MCU?
4: I think it's a pretty funny sci-fi bureaucracy. It reminds me of Hitchhiker's Guide. It was probably an inspiration for the show. One thing I think the TVA also serves as a means to an end to is like, one thing that's accumulated through these Disney Plus shows is introducing alternate versions of existing heroes, possibly to subvert actor contracts. Like for instance, they have White Vision now, who is CG and probably can't turn into Paul Bettany, so they can have a CG Paul Bettany that's just Paul Bettany's voice. And um, in Captain America, they introduced two new Captain Americas: one that's black and serves the people, and one that's white that is CIA. And in this one, they're doing this cool thing where the TVA allows for the circumstances to introduce a shitload of Lokis. So that kind of harkens back to, like, Norse mythology about how old Loki can appear in, like, lots of forms. And thanks to this TVA bullshittery, we can now have old Loki, young Loki, girl Loki, centaur Loki, High-key, Loki. Key. It'll be cool. And I think that's part of what doing all this is for, ultimately to get Tobey Maguire into the Spider-Man movie. Yeah, the Time Police didn't ruin anything for me until this. So there was a leak on the 4chan TV board recently from one of the six writers that worked on the show. There were six writers, including Michael Waldron. Oh, God. And I'm not fucking with you. This ruins the show. Miss Minutes is such a dumb bitch. Tara Strong was in all my favorite cartoons growing up, and now I fucking hate her. Until the end of time, why'd she play that dumbass clock? Fuck this show. That's my final stance on the matter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Vrenic starts crying. That's my lover you're talking about. I hate Miss Minutes. Fuck Miss Minutes. (laughs) Or Vren, Renick well, wrote that after <laughs> after Miss Minutes turned him down again, he finally snapped.
4: <laughs> she jumped back into Tinder and she just saw the test fail.
2: Say what you want about uh, Miss Minute, whatever. Say that about Tara Strong, I might have to kick the shit out of you.
0: That, that's the voice of Juliet Starling. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, now moving on to our second to last sort of talking point here, Lady Loki. Uh, what a what a Sylvie what a, 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 a Loki. Sylvie. Sylvie. Yeah, Boven is correct. Sylvie. Proper names. Uh, Sylvie. Whoa, quite a looker. Uh, Sylvie uh, Drenic, what do you think of Sylvie and this new character and her addition to the MCU? Okay. Um,
2: so when that concept was introduced, I kind of rolled my eyes. I'm not going to lie because I was just like, of course. From the it's comics. I, I know it's from the comics, but I was just like. Of course it's lady loki of of course they're like pulling the obvious comic reference and then episode three happened you kind of get to know sylvie throughout episode three and yeah i mean she she's basically yeah lady loki but i want to say i think that character works The, the writing does help her out but Sophia DiMartino. Yeah, um, I think that uh, her performance saves that character because like Tom Hiddleston, she's conniving. She's charming. She's villainous when she needs to be. She has uh, like if this is Hiddleston's last outing as Loki, I fucking doubt that that this would be the case. I would not mind her taking over. Because she she has clearly proven that she can take on the role of Loki if they want to keep this character around for longer. And that's kind of all I have to say. Is wasn't a big fan at first, but I, okay, I'm growing to
1: like her.
0: All right, Ryan, what do you think of Sylvie so far?
1: I guess the first thing to come to mind is um, something I really appreciate is how she shares like more or less all um, all of Loki's base traits, but she finds, but like in very like different ways. Like for example, she's more hot and aggressive than Loki is, whereas um, as Loki says, as he likes to use subterfuge and and uh, tactics to try and take care of situations. She just more, um, is more aggressive and heads on. Whereas, and um, but they still find ways to be sort of deceitful. Be it just you know through like basic means, as uh, their powers that's uh, shapeshifting and and mind control and whatnot. Also through, um, I feel like just something you could even read with like when she's describing her mind control how she has to. Interact with, um, I don't know. Actually, I'll, I'll shut up because I feel like I'll, I'll need more episodes to actually say something on that. Yeah, I just think there's a lot of potential to her. The, really, the big thing I want to say about her is my favorite uh moment in the whole series was actually in episode three the her conversation with Loki, which is something I really appreciate about these shows in general is how they're just they have time just to slow down and have people talk and to have to communicate just to focus on the characters, which is the strong been, always been the strongest thing about them. So, you not really like the characters first and foremost um, with everything else like a distant second I feel like um but just this the conversation between uh Loki and lady Loki as they um figure in them but um in the train I should specify um where they uh then begin to um they begin to open up and I I read it as like a like as a platonic friend sort of thing but I've, I've seen some people like call it like uh felt like it was, there was sort of a romantic te- tension which because Loki, I don't know, because Loki's so weird, I almost kind of like that reading because I don't know, just, you know, I, I don't see, I can't imagine Marvel end, end up doing that because, like, so what what the heck do you call it when you make out with, with a clone or, like, an alternate timeline version of yourself? I don't know.
0: Masturbation.
1: I don't know uh, if they want to open that can of worms, but I feel like, I don't know, it's just that'd be such a, an odd thing and also just, I don't know, it feels fitting for Loki. I uh, don't. There's something I think is really interesting, I guess, before, uh, one more note on her is Whereas Loki's motivation has always been to control things for, like, reasons that, like, not out of a genuine sense of wanting to be in charge, but more just, like, for the feeling of power, like, because out, out of his, uh, out of his inadequacies, whereas, and it's too early to tell, but it really seems like she wants to uh, gain power, maybe for, like, more, uh, and it's too early to say this, but it, I would it'd be more interesting if it was, like, for deeper philosophical means, because they are, they're gods of mischief. You would think they would want to spread mischief, not just be dictators, so it just seems like I'd be think it'd be more interesting if um, I think an interesting direction they might do is where she uh, teaches Loki to 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 be to be a proper god of mischief. Although I don't expect I don't want to get into I guess what I th- how I think the series is going to end unless there's time for that, which probably is. I don't think that they're going to do that. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. Okay, I have a feeling both of them are going to die. I feel like there's going to be a little little kid Loki. They're just going to impart on or something. That's my that's my weird theory. Janner just so. <laughs> He's got the rock mm. face right now.
0: Um, I want him to open up that can of worms only if they show all of it.
3: Bovinglow, low, uh, what do you think of Sylvie in the MCU so far? So far, I think Sylvie's great. Like, I th- it's interesting that um, they have you know essentially the same character, but not the same. Like, they're both at least are were Loki's. And they're basically like, the same person. They have like the same. Uh, I don't want to say same destiny, but they're the same. The same person, kind of, except they're so Bites. different in their they're so different in their backstories. Like we saw on the train, our Loki like says that he didn't know he was adopted, and then Sylvie's like, "Wait, they didn't tell you?" And then um, there's also the fact that uh, our Loki mentioned that he learned magic from his mother. Sylvie taught herself, so it's like these weird, interesting things uh, like they're differences but they come together the same way like they're different characters but they're also the same and that's like a really interesting combination and not like from personally i don't i don't really understand the uh the shipping them bit like they're the same person that's to me that's weird i can see how that'd be an interesting thing to open up and i would be kind of interested to see how that would divulge into possible chaos but i don't, I don't know how i feel about that my my new theory is that Kevin Feige made the show because
0: one time, like a Disney exec, Bob Iger came into him, called him at three a.m., and he said, "If you, if you uh, met a woman version of yourself, would you fuck yourself?" And Feige's like, "Bob Iger, please, it's three in the morning." <laughs> and then they made Loki. That, that's how the show came to be. Austin, what do you think of Sylvie so far? Uh-
4: I thought Sophia DiMartino's introduction was uh, very, very stylish. The end of episode two was a really strong way to introduce the character. The this is not about you was was really cool way to introduce her. Um, I really want them to fuck because I think that Marvel normalizing bisexuality with the train scene in episode three, by the way, shout out to Kate Heron for, you know, being part of the bi army. We're, we're the we're, bi con, bi con, bi con. We are we are the, the the greatest people on Earth. Bisexuals rule. And uh, I think it would be a lot more brave, uh, really like catching up with the future. People want 15 an hour minimum wage, but really we should be over 20. People want bisexual pride, but really we should normalize self cest. I think that multidimensional fucking is really the braver thing for Marvel to go after. We should set our sights higher on the programming that we show people, you know, popular stuff.
1: So what you're saying is um, it should be like that meme of that kid who's stepping over, like, five steps. You know, yes. like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Acknowledged bisexuality, self-cest.
4: <laughs> the, big, the big brain thing is to normalize self-cest. Um, so there is this YouTube original show that got picked up by Amazon called Wayne where um, there's main character Wayne who picks up his uh, girlfriend Dell and they go on a journey to Florida to get a car that was stolen from Wayne's father and there's an episode, I think it's the fourth, or fourth episode, where it cuts and stops being a show called Wayne and starts being a show called Dell for one episode, all about his girlfriend's background, and my theory is that for episode four, they're gonna leave us hanging and we're not gonna figure out how to get off that moon, Lamentus One, and they're going to do a whole episode on Sylvie's background because because so far, we have some very limited information about her that's even referenced in a joke about a tactical advantage. So my theory is the next episode is going to be the Sylvie show. I'll be fine with that. Otherwise, I, I love her, you know? She's great.
0: Uh, Sylvie's great. She's my favorite character in the show so far. Hands down, I really love Owen Wilson's Mobius. I really love uh, Pillboy from The Good Place. Oh, my God, what's his name? The, like the first secretary you meet. The guy that's like, oh, yeah, some guys use him as paperweights. That guy rules. Um, Didn't know what a fish was. <laughs> yeah, d- d- Mr. I don't know what a fish is. I love that guy. But um, Leia, Sylvie, Sylvie is such a interesting character because she's so mysterious. And she's similar to Loki but very different. She's more aggressive. She's more hot-headed. She's more brute force, less stylish tactically. And I think it's a very interesting type of character and how she's so similar to Loki and yet so different in so many ways. Uh, I also think this is by far the, uh, uh, the the most prettiest Marvel character ever, bar none. Mm. Uh, you know, I got a thing for ladies with tiaras, horns, things, whatever that thing is. The actress is very pretty, and she has this sort of confidence about her. Makes her very cool. I just think she's a really great, interesting character. And I uh, would not be opposed to having an entire episode revolve around her. I think that'd be a lot of fun, but... This actually perfectly leads to our final brief talking point. What do you guys want to see next? Vrenic, I'll start with you.
2: Oh, man. Okay, so this is just kind of a thing that I say about— I I said this about WandaVision, and I say this about all kinds of comic book movies. What I want to see this show do next is get— One of the fuck. No. um, What I want to see this show do is get fucking weird, it's already off to a great fucking start, okay? However, here's the thing I, I've seen that happen before and then I, I've seen it dive bomb. No, you keep that weird streak going and you keep getting weirder. Because here's the thing I love Marvel. Marvel features a Fantastic Four comic where Doctor Doom gets the shit kicked out of him and then sent to dinosaur times to die. And then he wills himself to live for millions of years just to stab that guy in the back. That that shit's fucking weird, okay? Put shit like that in
0: your comic book movies and your TV shows, damn it. Get fucking weird. All right, Rain, you seem to be the most opposed to telling me your thoughts, but what do you want to see happen next?
1: The most opposed?
0: Just tell me. I don't know. When you started to be like, I want to see what happens next before you, you like kept making yourself shut up.
1: Oh, yeah. So, you know what? You know what? I'm going to sound I'm going to make myself sound all smart and cool. Two words. Hygaleen dialectic. Loki is synthesis. Sylvia is 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 anti-thesis. No, 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 Loki's thesis. And then they're synthesis. They're going to make a kid. Not literally, probably they are just—they're going to find like another variant, and that's going to be like the super Loki. That's going to be—they're going to do the story arc where like Loki's a teenager. That's what I, my uh, my theory is. I'm not saying I want this. This is just the theory I have. And I've heard other people say because because they're doing the whole Young Avengers thing, so I feel like oh, oh that's just another inevitable thing. They're trying to get as many uh, teenage uh, superheroes as possible, uh, just to cram in here that's my theory for what they're like the the general end of this but for what I want um I don't know what I if you want. you don't have anything the you don't have anything it's true I don't have any money uh, <laughs> where you put, put the gun down
0: low <laughs> I, I, I believe you said you prefer to live in the moment when watching this stuff but even still is there any maybe things you would like to see anything you're curious to see
3: I do like to go into things blind I don't theorize too much but i do like what austin said like you know like a full episode going into sylvie's backstory would be really cool because like you know i didn't read the comics i know nothing of sylvie besides what they've told us in the show and that's not a whole lot currently so it'd be interesting to see some more differences in how she came to be compared to loki and it would be i think that'd be a good use of an episode
0: yeah, Austin, what would you think you'd like to see next?
4: Alright, first I've got a list of things I don't want to see because they have a bunch of outs due to the sci-fi premise and the in-universe rules but I've been hurt before. I do not want to see Ravana Renslayer revealed to be some crazy lady villain who's wielding power over the timeline by pretending to be speaking for the timekeepers. I don't yeah. want to see Owen Wilson rescue Loki and Sylvie from Lamentis 1. I do not want to see Miss Minutes ever again. I hate Miss Minutes. Things I I do want to see. Um, I want to see an explanation for why Sylvie bombed any of the specific timelines that she bombed, because we do see those places listed, and that feels really intentional that they showed us all of those locations and times. I do want to see Owen Wilson say, wow, because I feel like those articles saying he won't are just Benedict Cumberbatch doing the Star Trek into darkness. They're just trying to throw us off their trail. And I want to see more licensed music sequences from the based bisexual playlist to apologize for Disney's Cruella, which featured a lot of licensed music used shittily. I trust Kate Heron more. And that's that, that's about it.
0: Uh, so some of the things I want to see in this show, I'm about to blow your guys' minds about some of the information we already know. Uh, Richard E. Grant's in the show, but we haven't seen him yet. So I'm curious to see what that character is. Maybe it's an alternate version of Odin from Sylvie's timeline or something. But I think there's a lot of interesting stuff that could be done there. And I'm really excited to see whatever Richard E. Grant comes next. Maybe he plays himself. Just Richard E. Grant is Richard E. Grant. (laughs) Finally. This is the representation I wanted. Supposedly, last I checked, there was a confirmed season two for this show. So I'm interested to see what that entails i wouldn't be opposed to seeing sylvie become the sort of main loki i think that could be an interesting angle and i love that actress and i love that character so i'm curious to see what happens next really what i want more is i want more loki i want more sylvia i want more owen wilson Uh, i would love to see an episode dedicated to sylvia's background um there's been a lot of fun theories on the internet about what this show about theories about the show like Uh, I read one theory that the entire TVA is made up of just Loki variants, which is total bullshit. But wouldn't that be so fucking funny? Wouldn't that be so fucking funny? The Citadel of (laughs) Ricks. It's
4: it's a new Citadel of (laughs) Ricks. (laughs)
0: I've seen theories that this show is going to end with the creation of the multiverse fully as the TVA is brought down from within by Loki and Sylvie. I have heard theories that we will see Mobius ride a jet ski off into the sunset. I hope he says wow when he doesn't. Really, it's hard to say exactly what I want next because Marvel time and time again has shown me I don't know what I want. I'm just really just I want to keep them. I want to I want them to keep this vibe, keep this energy going, keep it going strong. And I can't wait to see what's next. Um, What? Can I shut
2: down one of your theories? Owen Wilson does not say, wow,
0: the writers confirmed it. So, Brennick, why didn't you say that when Austin brought that up? The exact thing you're bringing up. I didn't. I wasn't paying attention. I was finding
2: comic panels for the thing I was referencing. Ah,
0: so you don't listen to people? Hmm. Oh God, that's rude. Hmm. Wow. Does anyone have any um, departing thoughts on the first three episodes of Loki? Renick, we'll skip over you and start with Rain.
1: Yeah, good. Uh, let's. I'll see. I wait. Wait. Let's wait and see before I say anything else.
3: All right, Bovinglow. Any departing thoughts? I hope that it remains in a very unpredictable show. And if it does that, I will most likely love it. All right. Austin.
4: Uh, This podcast is coming out after episode four comes out. So I hope whatever happens doesn't make us look like dipshits.
0: I hope it does make us look like dipshits. Episode four is like about a ham sandwich. (laughs) Uh, Apropos of nothing. And uh, my final thoughts. Frantic. what are your final thoughts?
2: Episode 4 is going to make us look like dipshits I'm already calling it Anyway, get weird
0: Alright, uh, I more or less agree I think it's plenty weird as is I don't need it to get weirder I would like it to get weirder But I'd be okay if it didn't I just hope it doesn't ratchet down the weirdness Which I don't think they could Even if they wanted to I'd be impressed if they managed to make it less weird Anyway um,
1: I mean they did it before with WandaVision
0: That's different and speaking of different, thank you for not being different, for tuning into this episode of the Bomb Squad Podcast. If you are listening to this episode on any of the audio platforms you're on, thank you very much for listening. And please make sure you leave a review on whatever audio platform you're listening on because it helps boost us on the algorithm. And if you are watching this episode on YouTube, thank you very much for watching. Go ahead and go down in the comments below. Let us know what do you think of the first three episodes of Loki? What do you think of Loki's journey in MCU up so far? What do you think of the TVA? What do you think of Sylvie? Comment below and let us know. While you're down there, go ahead and hit that like button button so you know how much you like us hit that subscribe button so you we know how much you love us and hit the bell icon so you can know exactly when we upload new videos thank you all oh so very much for watching and I will see you guys next time peace bitches